All was in dead, grim silence, only that the horses whinnied and cowered, as if in terror of the worst. I began to fear, horrible fears, but then came to me the sense of safety in the ring wherein I stood. I began, too, to think that my imaginings were of the nights and the gloom and the unrest that I had gone through, and all the terrible anxiety. It was as though my memories of all of Jonathan's horrid experience were befooling me. For the snowflakes and the mists began to wheel and circle round, till I could get as though a shadowy glimpse of those women that would have kissed him. And then the horses cowered lower and lower and moaned in terror as men do in pain. Even the madness of fright was not to them, so they could not break away. I feared for my dear Madam Mina when these weird figures drew near and circled round. I looked at her, but she sat calm and smiled at me. When I would have stepped to the fire to replenish it, she caught me and held me back and whispered, like a voice that one hears in a dream, so low it was. No, no, do not go without. Here you are safe. I turned to her, and looking in her eyes, said, But you, it is for you that I fear. Whereat she laughed, a laugh low and unreal, and said, Fear for me. Why fear for me, none safer in all the world from them than I am? And as I wondered at the meaning of her words, a puff of wind made the flame leap up, and I see the red scar on her forehead. Then, alas, I knew. Did I not, I would soon have learned, for the wheeling figures of mist and snow came closer by keeping ever without the holy circle. They began to materialize till, if God had not taken away my reason, for I saw it through my eyes. There were before me in actual flesh the same three women that Jonathan saw in the room. When they would have kissed his throat, I knew the swaying round forms, the bright hard eyes the white teeth, the ruddy color, the voluptuous lips. They smiled ever at poor dear Madamina, and as their laugh came through the silence of the night, they twined their arms and pointed to her, and said in those so sweet tingling tones that Jonathan said were of the intolerable sweetness of the water glasses, Come, sister, come to us, Come. In fear I turned to my poor Madam Mina, and my heart with gladness leapt like flame, for oh, the terror in her sweet eyes, the repulsion, the horror, told a story to my heart that was all of hope. God be thanked that she was not yet of them. I seized some of the firewood which was by me, and holding out some of the wafer, 
advanced on them towards the fire. They drew back before me and laughed their low, horrid laugh. I fed the fire and feared them not, for I knew that we were safe within the ring, which she could not leave no more than they could enter. The horses had ceased to moan and lay still on the ground. The snow fell on them softly and they grew whiter. I knew that there was for the poor beasts no more of terror. And so Riverin, till the red of the dawn began to fall through the snow gloom. I was desolate and afraid, and full of woe and terror. For when that beautiful sun began to climb the horizon, life was to me again. At the first coming of the dawn, the horrid figures melted in the whirling mist and snow. The wreaths of transparent gloom moved away towards the castle, and were lost. Instinctively, with the dawn coming, I turned to Madamina, intending to hypnotize her, but she lay in a deep and sudden sleep from which I could not wake her. I tried to hypnotize her through sleep, but she made no response, none at all and the day broke. I fear yet to stir. I have made my fire, and have seen the horses. They are all dead. Today I have much to do here, and I keep waiting till the sun is up high, for there may be places where I must go. Where there's sunlight, though snow and mist obscure it, will be to me a safety. I will strengthen me with breakfast, and then I will do my terrible work. Madame Mina still sleeps, and God be thanked, she is calm in her sleep.